coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation. It's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by our great friends at my bookie. We got some winners for you today, guys. We got championship Saturday coming up here in about a day and a half. And we're going to get you guys locked and loaded, ready for each and every one of these games. Not just the Power 5 games. We're talking every single one. I think there's 10 of them that are going to be played. And we're talking all of them. So all you have to do is go to mybookie.ag, sign up for a brand new account. And when you do that, use our code. Use the code UGA and you get a 50% bonus on top of that first deposit so you have some extra cash to play around with and win some money put that in your pocket this holiday season so again mybookie.ag jump in on that championship saturday action but all right guys i am your host tyler and back with me once again for our championship week picks of the week is the star of the podcast of course my coach charlie charlie how we feeling about the picks this week um well I mean, not a great year for me. I, you, you're over 500. Barely. How, how do you feel about the picks this week, the games this week? Do you see any that you're like, okay, this is easy money for me? Not really. I mean, you're, Michigan, my swing two over Iowa? I mean, Iowa yes. can't score, Charlie. That's true. I, mean, I think that's easy money. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yes. But shall we review last week? If we have to, do we have to? Can we just say it was bad, it wasn't good, and move on? I'm surprised I did. I I thought I did worse than I did, so I'm okay. I think you were about 500, right? Yeah. Ish. I was not. No. I think that's safe to say. This was uh, not a banner week for me. I had a good run, Charlie. had a good run, and then uh, it came to uh, a devastating end last week, we shall say. Yeah, so for the first time in six weeks, you posted a losing week, and it was not close to being Be nice. Be nice. Be nice, Charlie. You were on such a heater, and then last week it happened. Four and ten. Oh God, was it that bad? It was that bad, wasn't that, it? It was that I bad. Tra- I like stopped counting. I was like, oh no, no, you I'm just, just I'm done. Stopped looking. I'm done. All right, so eighty-four and seventy-four overall. Oh, I was on such a run, Charlie. It was I was on my way to sixty percent, and now I don't feel like I am. You're up a percentage point, excuse me, to fifty-three percent overall. But Mr. Parlay was back to salvage the weekend. Yes, he was. Hit on your parlay of Ole Miss, Mizzou, Arizona, and Clemson. You are now eight and six with parlays. Um, Both upset specials failed to hit though, so seven and nineteen there. I got close. I got close to Florida. Florida State just pulled away in the fourth quarter. Didn't happen. It's all right. Took a swing, Charlie. Took a couple swings. Didn't hit. You want to tell us what you think about last weekend? Your picks? Or you want me to share mine first? Go with yours and then we'll talk about it. All right. I went four and four. I also stopped counting. I just, it was ugly. I really thought I did much worse than that. Well, you don't, you only put like six picks a week on there, Charlie. Four and four would be I know, eight. but on average, it's like six. I mean, you had yeah. eight. Good for you. Well, I'm 47 and 44 overall, so that's 52%. So I'm closer to you than I thought I was. Well, you were like, I think I was like four or five percentage points ahead last week. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Four and yeah. ten, we could do that to you. I actually hit my parlay for the second week in a row, so I'm going to call that a winning streak. Six and seven now on parlays. 
Definitely didn't hit my upset special with Arkansas getting blown out by Mizzou. So close, Charlie. Well, KJ Jefferson went down. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, like you had no chance. Well, they were going to get blown out anyway, but yes, they had no chance with that. So, happened. yeah, three and eight in upset specials. So, go ahead and give us your take on last week. Well, there's no getting around it. Rivalry week got me. Did I say that correct? I don't think I did. Rivalry week. That got me last week. It does. I feel like every year I try to be very deliberate and I try to be very conservative when it comes to rivalry week betting because it's rivalry week. Crazy things happen as we saw last weekend. And it was a mixed bag all the way around. There were some that I just flat out lost that wasn't even close. Like TCU had TCU plus 10 and that wasn't close. So you just like bamboozled them, killed them. Uh, Nebraska minus one. I like that bet. I'd make that bet again. I mean, guys, I don't, I don't know if you watched that game, but why would you watch that game? But Nebraska picked Iowa off with like 40 seconds left in that game and returned it back to like the Iowa 40-yard line. They need like 10, 15 yards for a field goal attempt to win the game. What do they do in the very next play? They throw a pick of their own. Iowa gets the ball back with like 30 seconds left. They run the ball one time. They're just basically playing for overtime. They run the ball and they bust it and it goes to like the Nebraska like 20 and Iowa kicks the game-winning field goal as time expires to win 13-10. I mean, hockey, uh, that's the, the, then the breaks, guys. In the breaks, that's how Iowa wins football games, but I, I like that bet. I would make that bet over again. Bama over 31 and a half. I still think I got that one, all right, because they had, was it, it was a pick or was it a fumble that last play of the game? And I thought they were going to return it for a touchdown. I thought they were going to return it for a touchdown. In fact, they did. They put the score up on the board, and I was going crazy. Like, yes, because I had them over 31 and a half, and they would have gone over, but then they said no touchdown, and that one didn't hit. Bama minus 14 and a half. I'd make that bet again. Um, because they should have beaten Auburn by more than that. But I guess maybe I shouldn't have made that bet because it's as Charlie kept saying last week, Charlie was right. Crazy things happen when the Iron Bowl is played in Auburn, Alabama, and it delivered once again. I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, that was a close, hard fought game. I had Ohio State. I missed it. I was wrong. I underestimated how bad Kyle McCord would be against a good defense. Because the fact is, they haven't played a lot of good defenses. The Big Ten's not a very good conference. And he just wasn't good, man. He he, he almost single-handedly lost in that football game. Virginia plus three against Virginia Tech. That was a straight-up horrible pick. They got murdered by Virginia Tech. Same thing with, with North Carolina. North Carolina just for some reason can't beat NC State. Um, and they got blown out. So two really bad picks there. But here's the one saving grace from this weekend, Charlie. I don't even care about the card. I don't. Because the one thing that I needed to happen, other than Georgia beating Georgia Tech, the one thing that I needed to happen from a betting standpoint is I needed Kentucky to beat Louisville. The biggest win total bet that I had coming into this season was Kentucky over six and a half. Kentucky was 6-6 six and six coming to that game. They blew the game against South Carolina last weekend. I was watching that game and last weekend on the road, and it's like, geez, how can you? How are you blowing this game? You're so much better turning the ball over inside the red zone multiple times, throwing interceptions in the end zone. You're losing to South Carolina, who's a terrible football team, and they blew it. And I was sitting here. I'm like, oh, my God, there's, not, there's no way. There's no way they're going to beat Louisville at Louisville next week. But by God, the Wildcats pulled it out, baby, and your boy hit big, y'all. So I know the 4-10, and ten, not great, not great, but that win total bet, guys, oh, that made me more than whole. So I, I was very excited. I was going bananas when the Wildcats came back and pulled that one out late in the fourth quarter. Then that was, uh, that was needed. That was needed. So huge. I'm doing pretty good on my win, pretty well on my win total bets. And that was, um, that was a big one since that was my biggest win total bet. So yeah, the card, not great, but hey, cats, baby. C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats. Let's go. We'll take that all day. Well, congratulations on your win total bet. Hey, man, I, that's really all I needed last week. The card, just minor details. Yeah, so last weekend was an exciting weekend of football. And then, of course, the coaching carousel 
unleashed itself, and it has just been the transfer portal. Bobby Petrino back at Arkansas. Well, Can't who would have thought? Who had that on their bingo card for college football this year? I think year? they're doing that, and then they'll get rid of Sam Pittman next year. And do you see how much they're paying Petrino? Yes, one and a half million dollars. Yeah. Whew. All right. And then the whole Mark Stoops to Texas A&M. Wild. And then they were not okay with that, but then they were okay with They're Mike okay Elko. with ACC Mark Stoops. Right. That's what they're okay with. Yeah. Yeah. Rationalization. Yeah. It's a real okay. thing. All right. Well, so that was last weekend. Are you ready to go to this weekend? Yeah. So here's how we're going to do this, guys. Obviously, this is a little bit of a different weekend. There's not a massive number of games to pick from. We don't have a full slate. So we don't, we're not going to have like our feature slate we normally do and then go to open season. There's 10 games, I think. Charlie, I think that's right. So we're going to talk about all 10 games. Obviously, we're not going to spend as much time on the G5 conferences. We'll just we'll talk about them a little bit. Um, but we'll spend a lot more time on the Power 5 games. But here's the deal. We're, we're not going to put every one of these games on our card, but we want to have picks for every game. So we're going to pick every game. We're going to give you a pick for every single game. But we're not going to put every single game on our card because we might not be confident. We just want to give you guys some picks. But we're here's the deal. We have an agreement here that we both have to have at least five picks that go on our card. That can be against the spread. That can be point totals, team totals, whatever. Five picks that have to go on our card. Okay? And we're going to tell you, we'll make it clear, which ones are going on our card and which ones are not. But that's kind of how we're going to approach it this week. Obviously, a little bit of a different week, a lot different week. So that's how we're going to go about it. And I think we're just going to start from the top and take it the, the first games on Friday and then work through Saturday, Charlie. So I'm going to turn it over to you as the star of the podcast. What we got? All right. First up, Conference USA. We have New Mexico State playing at Liberty. Minus 11 and a half. So it's being played at Liberty. That's definitely an advantage for them. Liberty is number 24 in the college football playoff rankings. This is a rematch from earlier in the year, which Liberty won 33 to 17. And the point total is set at 56 and a half. Now, usually in a rival, usually when teams are playing each other, I say, oh, okay, revenge factor going to come. Liberty's going to lose. New Mexico State's going to win. Hard to beat a good team twice in the same season. Yeah. Yes. However, this is being played at Liberty, which is a huge advantage. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, the, and the, Charlie, they care. They care. It's, I mean, there's one, not a ton of G5 programs have fan bases that really care that much. Liberty does. Yeah. So well, I, I, if I'm going to pick, I'm not putting this on my card, but if I were to put this on my card, I'm going Liberty. I really want to put this one on my card. I want to pick New Mexico State. Those boys were good to me, y'all. A couple weeks ago at Auburn. Yep, you remember? Your boy had that one. And um, I had that on the money line. And that hit big for me. So I, I want to do them a solid, how they did me a solid, and back them here. But everything Charlie is saying is right about this game. Liberty is the better team, guys. I mean, New Mexico State is a good football team. I told you guys that when they went to Auburn. That was a good football team, and they are. Liberty is a little bit of a different animal. Liberty is might be the best G5 team out there. Look at the total yardage margin. It's it's higher than just about any G5 team out there. So this is a team that, that has a dynamic offense. They play pretty good defense. Charlie said she's right. They're, it's at home. It's at Liberty. There's a fan base that does care. I really like Diego Pavia, though, with New Mexico State. There's just something about that team. Jerry Kill has got those guys playing hard, man. They got the culture thing going right at New Mexico State. So I really want to pick the Aggies plus 11.5 in this game. Oh, Charlie, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? I'm doing it. Give me New Mexico State plus 
11 and a half. I like the way they play defense. I think they can contain Liberty enough. I do expect Liberty to win the football game, but with Diego Pavia at quarterback, the guy's just a different animal. He's tough to stop. And the game earlier in the year was, I mean, it it was a 16-point game, but you're right, Charlie. They have to do this again. This is a rematch, and I think New Mexico State is going to have a little something coming back for them after that loss earlier in the year. So give me the Aggies here. I, I just, I'm a believer in Jerry Kill. I'm a believer in Diego Pavia. I like that culture there. Give me New Mexico State minus 11 or plus 11 and a half. All right. Also on Friday, we have the Pac-12 championship, which is another rematch between Oregon and Washington. Oregon is favored by 10 here. Revenge factor big. Dan Lanning, great coach. Washington won the first matchup in Seattle, which was 36 to 33. It was a very close game. However, Washington, Michael Penix, they seem to have fallen off a little bit, not playing as well, whereas Oregon, you know, they've got to prove themselves now. They've lost one game. They want to get into the playoffs. They've got to come out. They got to win. They got to win. They've got to come out guns blazing. And quite honestly, they need to stick it to Washington in order to get into the playoffs. The committee loves them. They are the highest ranked one loss team, but they got to win. Yes. They got to win. What do you think, Charlie? I'm going Oregon minus 10. They are clearly the better team. Yes. And I love Dan Lanning. I would love for him to win. I do like Dan. I do like Dan. All right, guys, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place on this one because like Charlie said, she's exactly right. Oregon is the better football team. They're playing better. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Yes, Washington has survived. They are 12-0, tip of the cap to the to the Huskies. They've done a great job getting to that point, but man, they have been getting by by the skin of their teeth for the better part of a month, guys. Yeah, they beat Oregon, and then they beat Arizona State 15-7 the following week. They didn't even score an offensive touchdown that game. Guys, Arizona State, I'm not sure you realize this, they're terrible. They suck. Stanford, Stanford outgained Washington. Yeah, Washington won it 42-33, but they got outgained by Stanford. They did beat Southern Cal, but I mean, USC, okay, whatever. Utah, Utah put up 28 points in that first half, guys. They were up, and then Washington comes storming back. They win that game by a touchdown. Then Oregon State, a game, again, I would bet on that game over again. Oregon State dominated that football game. They dominated the time of possession. They put exactly the kind of game they needed to play. They just didn't put, punch the ball in the end zone when they got in the red zone. And that's what killed Oregon State because they limited possessions. And Washington was able to come back late and win that game 22-20. But barely, man. And then Washington State last week. Washington State had them, y'all. Washington State had them. But some way, somehow, Washington pulled it out miraculously. They win 24-21. On the flip side, Oregon is just steamrolling teams, guys. They're steamrolling teams. They're plus like 2,500 in the total yards margin. And I are in Washington right now, guys. I'm going to do the quick math here. They are less than plus 1,000. So they're like plus 900. Oregon is clearly the better football team. They would have won at Washington if it was not for about three or four what I would say questionable decisions by Dan Lanning. That's how he plays. That's how he coaches. That's fine. But if it wasn't for those three or four decisions, really, if one of those had gone the other way and actually gone in their favor, they would have won that football game. They happened to just all go against them, and that's coincidental. That's not something that's sustainable. Oregon's a better football team. Washington, they, they do. They are a healthier receiver. They got McMillan back, who's a, a big-time game-breaker. So that certainly helps. But, man, they're just... It almost seems like they're out of gas right now, and they're just trying to survive while Oregon is just humming right now. So, yes, Charlie, I do like Oregon. Here's the problem. I had a preseason bet. I just took a shot at it, guys. I had a feeling about Washington this year, kind of like I had a feeling about TCU last year. TCU was my team coming in last year. I had them to win the Big 12, um, and it, 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 well, they didn't win the Big 12. I had, them, I had a win total, had Big 12, didn't have them in the playoffs, but they got close to win that Big 12. They cashed a big win total bet for me, and I was on them all year. But this year, 
it was Washington for me. Now, they weren't as big of an underdog coming this season, so there were people that, that did like Washington. TCU was completely off the radar, so it wasn't the exact same thing. But I liked Washington a lot coming into this year, and so I put a win total bet on them to win the Pac-12 and also a, a little sprinkle for them to also make the college football playoff. Because I felt if they win the Pac-12, they can get the college football playoff. That's still in play right now. So if they win this game, they're obviously going to win the Pac-12, and they're going to get the college football playoff. Your boy wins another big load of money. So I would love for that to happen. I'm rooting for that to happen. So I'm in this, I'm in this tough spot. I, I want Washington to win because that's good for me financially, but I think Oregon is going to win. And I want to be right. I want to give you guys good picks. So I don't know if I want to put this on my card or not, but I'm just, I'm so convinced that Oregon is going to win and win this game comfortably. I'm I'm going Oregon, Charlie, but I'm not, oh my God, I don't know what to do here. Basically, I'm hedging my bets. Yeah, give me Oregon, give me Oregon, minus 10, put it on the card, put it on the card. They're just a better football team. They're just playing better right now. Washington, their looks are going to run out eventually, and that eventually is going to happen tomorrow. All but right. If they, if, but if they do find a way to win, yay, I'm okay. All right. I'll, well, I'll take that. Well, should we take a break and remind our listeners about our sponsors? Yeah, let's do that real quick. Good call, Charlie, before we get into the Saturday slate. All right, guys. So my bookie, yeah, we talked about it at the outset of the show. We're giving you winners here, guys. We're going over every single game on Championship Saturday. So make sure to listen closely and take these picks and put them to use at MyBookie. It's such a simple process, guys. Just go to MyBookie.ag. It's quick. It's easy. It takes about 60 seconds or so. And uh, you just sign up for an account, put in the information, use our promo code UGA when you do so. And they'll give you that 50% bonus, guys. That's just easy money, free money to basically play with to, to pad your pockets this holiday season. There's so many ways for you guys to win money. You can do the parlays like I like to do, and you can you can uh, use their cash out early option. If you get the first couple legs, you're waiting on that last leg, but you don't want to wait. You just want to take the cash and run. Do it. Take the cash out early option. They also have a ton of live betting options, so if you're not sure, a lot of these games, you know, we're not 100% sure. Start to watch the, the opening quarter or so, and, and then bet on it live. Once you get a feel for how things are going, so many options for you guys out there, but there's no better place to cash in all the action this championship Saturday than MyBookie. So do it now, MyBookie.ag, and bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why? And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything? No, everything's peachy. Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of uh, Air Force One. Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. Cybersecurity declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left. We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. On Saturday, we have the MAC Championship with Toledo minus eight against Miami of Ohio. Point total set at 44. Of course, another rematch between 11 and 1 Toledo and 10 and 2 Miami of Ohio. Toledo won at Miami of Ohio 21-17 back in October. Toledo won the MAC last year, and the Rockets are looking to go back-to-back. I don't have a take on this game. Are you putting this on your card? What's your take? I actually... 
might. I mean, I, let me talk myself into this for a second, Charlie. Okay, I know this is a G5 game. I won't spend too much time on it. Let's talk about the MAC championship, guys. So the MAC, you got, if you guys maxion like I do, I just like college football, so I maxion. Hopefully you guys do too. You know that it, it's a chaotic league. That's part of the fun of maxion. Yeah, they play during the week, late in the season, but it's also just chaotic because there's not much separation between most of the teams. Yeah, there's usually a couple really bad teams like Kent State this year, but other than that, there's not a ton of separation, and really anybody in the MAC can be anybody. Even the worst teams can be the best teams. I don't need to give it Saturday. It absolutely can happen. I mean, Ohio is a really good football team. I thought they would end up in this game. It was Miami of Ohio that ultimately ended up there, but they lost to Northern Illinois this year, and that shouldn't have happened. Ohio is a lot better than Northern Illinois, but things happen in the MAC. So taking that, underdogs have won have won four of the last five games in the MAC championship game, including last year, including Toledo last year. They were an underdog to Ohio. And the underdogs have also covered six of the last seven MAC championships. And oftentimes, guys, trends, like they are what they are. They're fun to talk about, but I usually don't use trends all that much to determine what I'm betting on because what happened in the past to me very rarely matters in today's game in that context. I mean, occasionally it does. It depends on what the trend is. But that's one of those trends I think does matter because the MAC, again, there's not a ton of separation there. So I do think Toledo's the better team. I do think Toledo is probably going to win this football game. Daquan Finnett, quarterback, he, he's a really good football player, man. He's a dual threat guy, good player. But I think Miami of Ohio is going to cover the spread. I think Miami of Ohio is a good enough team to keep this tight. And if you look at the history of the MAC championships and just the, the overall lack of separation in the MAC, when they, when you get to, especially when you get to these top teams, I think Miami of Ohio can cover. If you're giving me more than a touchdown, yeah, I'll take those points. So give me Miami of Ohio plus eight and put it on the card. Put it on the card. All right. I will add that to the card. On Saturday, early afternoon, we will all be watching the Big 12 championship. This one is not a rematch. Texas is favored by 15, and the point total is set at 55. Texas is on the outside looking in right now as far as the college football playoff goes. Same thing as Oregon. They've got to win. Uh, and then they have to hope that some yeah, Oregon. Lose. It's yes, Oregon. If they win, they're in. I don't know if that's the case for Texas. Maybe depends on what happens around them. I agree. They're ranked number seven. No team outside the top six in the rankings released the week of the champion. Excuse me, of championship Saturday has ever gotten into the college football playoff. The Horns are looking to make their case with a big win. I am going to go with Texas minus fifteen on this one. I mean, Oklahoma State. They're having a good season. But I just think Texas is going to be able to. Are you putting this on your card? I'm putting it on my card, yeah. You think Texas is going to roll like they did Texas Tech last week? I do. They have to come out. Just like Oregon, they have to come out. They have to play their best game. They have to win if they want to get in. So they're, I mean, Oklahoma State is motivated as well. However. Playing good football. Yes. Well, minus the UCF game. Well, that yes. was also a freaking hurricane, a tsunami. That was a fluke. Um, but yeah, I think Texas is going to come out ready to play. I do agree with that, Charlie. Texas is the better football team here. I am not going to put this one on my card. The reason being because my heart is to invest in this. Because I'm trying to... We'll get to the George game. We'll get to, obviously... We're, we, by the way, we are saving that one for last. We're saving the best for last. The biggest game of the week. I know we usually start with the Georgia games. We're saving that one for last. It is coming. I promise. But I... I although I do think that we're going to be Alabama, we'll get to that. You got to be prepared for the eventuality, the possibility, I guess, that we might not possibly beat Alabama. And in that case, we need Texas to lose. We also need Florida State to lose. We need both of those teams to lose. So I desperately want Texas to lose this football game. So I cannot 
put myself in a position to have to root for them for this card and feel bad if I give you guys this pick and say I put it on my card and then you take my advice and you run to the you run to my bookie and then it doesn't work out for you. So I'm not going to put it on my card, but I'm with Charlie. I do think that Texas I know Texas is the better team. And here's why guys, honestly, I would if it wasn't for me feeling like we need Texas to lose or it, we might need Texas to lose, I should say. We, we don't know what position we'll be in. We might need Texas to lose. If it wasn't for that, I would definitely put Texas on my car, but I'm not going to do it. But here's why I'm so confident in Texas in this game. Oklahoma State, what they do well offensively is they run the football. They have the leading running back in the entire, the leading rusher in the entire country in Ollie Gordon. That guy, if you haven't watched a lot of Oregon, or Oklahoma State, Ollie Gordon is like Derrick Henry light. He's not quite as big as Derrick Henry, but he's like, Got these long legs like Henry, long, thick, powerful legs, and he is just a hoss, man. That dude is a ball carrier, break tackle breaking machine, and he's been awesome, man. Like he has been the driving force behind the resurgence that Oklahoma State has experienced after that loss to South Alabama early in the year when they got blown out at home by South Alabama. They also got settled at quarterback with Alan Bowman, who's been around for like 19 years. And he throws the ball fairly well. He's experienced, but they're really a running football team. Problem for them in this game is that's what Texas stops extraordinarily well defensively. They have an incredibly talented defensive front. They're number five nationally in rush defense. They're only giving up 85 yards a game. It's just a terrible matchup for Oklahoma State, and Texas is just the better football team. And Texas, I believe, is going to win by more than two touchdowns in this game. So I would pick Texas. That would be my pick, but I'm not putting them on the card because the heart says I can't do it. But the brain does say put it on Texas. Okay, so you're not putting that on your card. Moving right along to the Mountain West with Boise State and UNLV. The point total is 59. Boise is currently 7-5, and five, UNLV 9-3. and three. But both are 6-2 and two in conference play. Boise State is favored by 2.5 in this game. Barry Odom led a big turnaround this year in year one at UNLV. They are playing in Vegas on UNLV's home field. I mean, it... Boise State's only favored by two and a half. They're not great, Charlie. That's I mean, it's that's why. I know UNLV. I'm actually surprised they're favored. To be, I think a, this might be a wrong team favorite kind of situation. Yeah, again, UNLV, fa- you know, playing at home, it's, again, only an advantage. Barry Odom, very good coach, done a great job, a fantastic yeah. job, great coach, man. I'm All, not. Like, go ahead, Missouri. I know that they're doing well right now, but Missouri, I, they got rid of him, man. I, he's a good coach, dude. Really good coach. He is. I am not putting this on my card, but if I were to put it on my card, I would go with UNLV. Yeah, I think that's the right side of this, Charlie. It's so interesting. So Boise State fired Andy Avalos, their head coach, a couple of weeks ago. They fired him. They were 5-5, five and five and they fired him. They won the last two games to sneak in the back door of this Mountain West title game. So I don't know what to think about this game because of that factor. Is this just like, hey, man, like we got nothing to lose. Our coach got fired. We're just going to go out and we're going to try to win this thing. Do they, do they like the coach? Do they like Andy Avalos? Do they want to win it for him? I don't know. But everything you're saying, Charlie, makes a lot of sense to me. This is at UNLV. It is. It's at UNLV. It's at, was it Allegiant Stadium? It's the Raiders Stadium. That's UNLV's home field. And UNLV's been the better team. Now, their starting quarterback got hurt early in the year. I think actually when they were playing Vanderbilt. But this guy's been playing for a while now. And he's he's a solid player. They do Their offense is fun to watch. I watched a couple UNLV games this year. It's a option-esque gun offense. In some ways, it's similar to what Tech was running last week against us. It's just a fun offense to watch. They have some really talented skill players, some shifty guys, smaller shifty dudes out there that can make plays in space. Boise runs the ball really well. 
Ashton Jonti is a really, really good running back that no one really talks about because they're Boise State 7-5 this year. But I, I just like UNLV. They're at home. They've been a better team all year long. I like Barry Dobe in this spot. But Boise State's without a head coach. So, yeah, give me give me the Rebs in this one. I, I like them to, to pull a slight upset here and, and, and beat Boise State. So you're putting that on your card? I am. All right, got it. I'm going to have more than five on my card. Just a heads up on that. Well, we know that. I have just the bare minimum at five. I, I figure as much. Charlie? I do have this next one on my card. Which and is? And that is the American Conference Championship with Tulane playing SMU. Tulane is favored by three and a half. Point total, excuse me, is 47. Tulane is the highest ranked group of five school, ranked at number 22 right now. If they win, they're likely to get a bid to a New Year's Six game. Uh, for the second straight year, the Tulane Green, green Waves. Waves. They're, excuse me, the Green, green Waves. Wave. Singular, I know, Charlie. I always say waves. waves. It's, like a crimson, it's not the Crimson Tides. Okay, thank you for that sorry, sorry. grammar just, lesson. Sorry, just wanted to let you know. Got it. Just okay, you know. I'm going to take Tulane in this one. Well, Charlie, you would be incorrect. Tulane's not going to win this football game. And let me tell you why. Because Tulane is a lot like Washington right now, guys. They have been winning football games, but they have been winning football games by the skin of their teeth. They have been barely getting by. Their last five games, they have won by an average of seven points. In fact, there was a three-week stretch from October 28th to November 11th that they were winning their games by an average of two and a half points. And guys, we're not talking about good football teams. We're talking about Rice. We're talking about East Carolina. We're talking about Tulsa. We're talking about Florida Atlantic. Yes, they beat UTSA. UTSA turned the ball over five times last week, or UTSA would have beaten them in, in at Tulane. They would have beaten them. So this Tulane team is not the same team they were last year. They don't have Tajay Spears. Michael Pratt's a, a good veteran quarterback, but he's not an elite guy. He's not. Like, he really played well off of Tajay Spears last year. They don't run the ball nearly as well defensively. They're still good. They're not as good as they were. They're, still, they're not as explosive offensively. Let me tell you who is explosive offensively, Charlie. SMU. Now, SMU is not any good on defense, okay? SMU is not any good at all on defense, but they can freaking score. Preston Stone at quarterback, that guy has been Awesome for them all year. It's a top 10 offense nationally, averaging 472 yards a game. They're putting up a ton of points this year. In fact, they're top five nationally in scoring offense, scoring almost 42 points a game. No, they suck on defense. They're not good on defense. Yes, Tulane, the strength of their team is still, is still their defense. But guys, this is an offensive sport these days, right? I am looking at how well SMU scores and how well they put up points, just how good their offense is. And I am also very aware of how Tulane has just been skating by, just skating by. And I think SMU is going to win this football game. I think they're hungry. I think they're motivated. Yeah, I know it's at Tulane, but SMU right now is hot. They're playing good football. So give me the Mustangs to go into New Orleans and I think win this football game. So if you're going to give me three and a half, I will take the three and a half. Give me SMU plus three and a half. Put it on the card. All right. We have one more group of five game to talk about before we get into the other big three power five conference championships. So we are left with the Sun Belt Championship with Troy and Appalachian State. You know, App State, they were doing really well there for a couple of years. They're not. They were struggling to begin this year. They, they turned it around late. They have, but not, not as good as they were a few years ago. Troy is favored by five. Troy is currently 10 and two and App State is eight and four. The point total is 53. Troy is looking to make it two in a row in the Sun Belt Championship game. I'm not putting this on my card. What's your take on this game? 
Guys, Troy has owned the Sun Belt. I know Appalachian State's a team that had done that for a while, as Charlie mentioned, but Troy the past couple years has been that team. And they've done it on the back of a great defense. They are really good on defense. They've been solid offensively. They actually got a little bit better offensively this year. And so this is an interesting matchup. I know I just said with the last game, Tulane SMU, that off, good offense in college football beats good defense more often than not. Not always the case, but Tulane's just been skating by. But Troy is like legit a good football team, guys. They're 10-2 and Appalachian State. Charlie mentioned they're 8-4. and App is good, they're just not the same app team that, that you're familiar with, that you know from years past. But Troy is that team, guys. I think Troy's going to win this football game. I like Troy minus five, honestly, I do. But I also like the point total, it's under 50, or 53, I like the under in this game. Yeah, Troy is looking to make it two in a row. I mean, again, they, they kind of own this. Troy only allows 16.7 points per game, guys. Now, Appalachian State does put up 35 points per game. So this is good offense versus good defense. But I don't think Appalachian State's offense rises to the level of SMU's offense. So I think it's a little bit of a different story. And I think Troy's defense is legit. Like, they've been legit for a couple of years. So I don't know. I'm kind of talking myself into a couple different things. I really like the point total under 53. I also like Troy minus five. I don't want to make this a two for one special because this is a G5 game and I've I've watched both these teams play, but I obviously have not watched them a lot. So I don't want to make this a two for one special. Give me oh, Charlie. Give me the give me Troy minus five. I want to take the under. Give me Troy minus no no. Give me the point total under 53. I'm gonna put that on my card. That's the one I'm gonna go with. I like them both, but give me. Point total, under 53, put it on the card. All right, I'm putting that on the card. And I know that I said that I wasn't putting this game on my card, but I did put it on my card. I just forgot because I wrote it out of order. And also trying to manage the spreadsheet is really confusing me right now. So what is your pick? So I am picking Troy minus five. Troy minus five. All yes. right. All right. Fair enough. I like. I actually like that one, Charlie. All right. Uh, I know we have the big three left. We got the Big Ten, the ACC, and obviously the SEC championship game, which we will close things out with today. So before we get to the rest of those games, let's quickly take one last final break and talk about our friends at Alumni Hall. Guys, the holidays are here. Charlie, are you a big holidays kind of gal? Um, no, not really. Well, when my nieces are involved, yes. Let's be real. Um, You're not even decorating your home this year. Is that correct? I mean, I haven't gotten to it yet. And we're talking like no Christmas tree. I mean, I don't and know. And by yet, you mean you're not going to do it. I don't know. I might change my mind. Okay, but it's not up right now. I don't have to entertain people for Christmas. Are you a Grinch so. kind of person? or No, I just don't want to get it all out. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. But do you like buying gifts for people? I do. And where is the best place to buy gifts for all the Georgia fans in your life, Charlie? Well, Alumni Hall, of course. Of course it is, guys, because they have the best selection for anyone in your life, whether it's the women in your life, the men in your life, the children in your life. They've got the best selection of gear for all parties involved. They've got winner's gear. They've they still got their their... their warm weather gear out too if you want to go ahead and get ready for the summer you want to have dreams of spring they got a great hat selection probably the best hat selection of georgia stuff that i've ever seen anywhere they got stuff for your home for your car for your office they've got it all a ton of great stocking stuffers so do your christmas shopping do your holiday shopping whatever holiday it is that you might celebrate do that at alumni hall because alumni hall is where the bull dogs shop all right, first up, the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis with the Wolverines taking on the Hawkeyes. Michigan is favored by 22 in this game. The Iowa team total is six. Does that surprise you? Like, no. Why are we laughing? That's just what it is, Charlie. No, I know, but it's still just so low. And the point total is set at 34. 
five. Um, I am putting this on my card. Michigan obviously is a much better team. Iowa has a pretty decent defense, but they just but can't score. They do, but do they? Because they, they don't play really anybody. They haven't played anybody. They don't play anyone you're that right, can score. You're right, you're when they right. play Penn State, who actually can't even score themselves, they got like shut out. Was it thirty-three nothing, something yeah. like that? Well, I mean, I'm taking Michigan minus twenty-two, and then Harbaugh today has no respect for Iowa. What did he say? I actually missed this. It's on Twitter. It just can't. I just saw it a little while ago. But yeah, it was just yeah. He is. I no mean, but why would you? Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, but I mean, like, I guess you got to like talk the game and be respectful publicly, sure. But also, like, deep down, do you respect Iowa? Well, but like in a press conference. Yeah, I mean, in a press conference, yes. But like, no, but that's what I'm saying. I know. Okay, that's fair. It's not. But is Iowa Iowa's help? Yeah, it's Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh, Charlie. Yeah. Professionalism well, and Jim Harbaugh do not go together. I have high expectations for everyone. Well, of course you do, and Charlie. I expect you to behave like an adult. That that's a fair expectation. So, are you making? What's your take on this game? Well, I mean, everything you said's right. Michigan is significantly better. Iowa is terrible. They cannot score. I mean, there's probably a couple different angles. I mean, honestly, the Iowa team total under six is probably a good play. I'm not going to take that. I am going to put something on my card, though. Give me Michigan minus 22. Iowa's just terrible. They haven't played anybody this year because they play in the Big Ten West. They're terrible. The only team they played that really kind of even has semi-pulse, in my opinion, really, is Penn State. And what happened when Iowa played Penn State? Oh, yeah, they got murdered what was the score in that game it was 31 not 33 31 to nothing they lost that football game then they played the powerhouses in a row Michigan State Purdue Wisconsin Minnesota Northwestern Rutgers Illinois Nebraska that is who Iowa has played since they lost 31 nothing to Penn State in Happy Valley Iowa's a terrible football team, guys. And all those terrible teams, they barely got by. They beat Nebraska 13-10. They beat Illinois 15-13. They beat Northwestern 10-7. They lost to Minnesota 12-10. They beat Wisconsin 15-6. They beat Purdue 2014. They're not good. They're, they're not good. And yeah, you can say, oh, they're good defensively. Which one of those teams that I just read out can do anything on offense? Oh, that's right. None of them. They're all terrible. So how good are they really on defense? I mean, I know they've traditionally been well coached. They also always play the Big Ten West teams who are always terrible. They're not good. All right. It's just that simple. They're not a good football team. This is a team that is going to get murdered by Michigan. I'm not going to say Michigan's going to name their score, but they're going to score enough to beat this team by 22. If Michigan scores 22 points, they're probably going to at least push here. If they score score 23, they're going to cover this because I'm not sure Iowa scores. By the way, Cooper DeGene, the best defensive player for Iowa, he's out, I think, again in this game. So that's another another thing to consider here. So yeah, give me the Wolverines minus 22. I mean, am I going to watch this game? Probably not, honestly. And I will because I'm a college football guy and I'll watch it, but it's going to be ugly because every game Iowa plays is ugly. But also just a couple of trends here for you guys if you're looking at some other angles to, to maybe bet on this game. Here's a big trend that I like that I think is probably going to play out again in this game. I, at least I, I'm going to bet on it. There have been eight favorites of 21 or more points in Power 5 title games, all right? Seven of the eight have covered those spreads of 21 or more points. I think Michigan is going to make it eight of nine. Listen to this guy. So Iowa, talking about unders, I know you look at that team total for Iowa and say six, man, they should score a touchdown. Yeah, I'll take the over on that. Well, guys, Iowa has played twice in the Big Ten Championship game since its advent. They have scored a combined 16 points in those two Big Ten Championship games appearances. Michigan's defense is is the best defense they have faced, okay? Um, it's going to be, they're going to be hard pressed to score any points. So if you want to take the under six, I, I don't blame you on that one. I kind of like that one myself. The, uh, the under in the last seven games Iowa's played, has hit. The last seven Iowa games have gone under. 
there have been an average in those seven games of 23.9 total points scored. Now, no team has scored more than 14 on Iowa, dating all the way back to the Michigan State game back in September. I think it was like September 30th. But again, this is Michigan. Different story. If Michigan's even like halfway motivated, which I believe they will be, they're going to win this game and they're going to win it by a wide margin. So yes, I am taking the Wolverines minus 22. All right, just a few hours north in Charlotte, the ACC championship matchup includes Florida State, which we know will not have Jordan Travis at quarterback, and Louisville. The point total is set at 47.5. Florida State is favored by just 1.5, mostly, obviously, because of Jordan Travis. The Seminoles got by Florida last week, but can they do it again? Louisville lost to Kentucky last weekend. Um, go Cats for you. C-A-T-S, Cats at Cats. All right, but can the Cardinals recover and knock off number four FSU? I am staying away from this, not putting it on my card. I would like to see Louisville win. We need Louisville to win, potentially. We might not. It might not matter, but we kind of... Actually, if we win... So here's my rooting interest in this game, Charlie. It depends on what happens in our game. If we win, I want Florida State to win, right? Because then we'll play Florida State in the Sugar Bowl, and we will murder them, right? If we lose to Alabama, which, again, hopefully doesn't happen, but if we do, we need Florida State to lose. So that's going to determine my rooting interest in this game. All right, I agree with that. That, that yep, makes sense. You got to have, you know, all mm-hmm. the if, ands, or buts in there taken care of. So are you putting this on your card? What's your take on oh, this Oh, yes. Oh, yes, this is going on my card, Charlie. Absolutely, this is going on my card. Yes, I will wait to determine my rooting interest based on what happens in our game. But guys, 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 I think Louisville's going to win this football game. I just, I do, man. I do. Now, here's one trend that kind of, that kind of works against that. There's been no upset in the ACC title game since 2011. I think Clemson beat Virginia Tech that year. So there's been no upset in the ACC title game since that point. So we're talking over a decade. But guys, the point spread, it's one and a half years. So it's an upset, yes, but only the, the most minor of upsets. I know... I just talked about earlier how I was so excited that Kentucky beat Louisville. And I told you guys that coming into that game, Louisville or Kentucky was, uh, what well, they were 6-5 and five coming into that game, okay? And Louisville is going to the ACC title game, and they lost to a 6-5 and five Kentucky team. So how can I expect Louisville to turn around and beat Florida State, who's number four in the CFP rankings right now? Well, if you watched that Louisville-Kentucky game like I did, yes, Kentucky won. Thank you. Amazing. Loved it. Needed that. But Kentucky probably should not have won that game. They scored a touchdown on a kickoff return. And then Louisville turned the ball over three times in the second half, two of which were turnovers inside their own territory. And Kentucky capitalized on every single one of them. Louisville outgained Kentucky by like 114 yards in that game. Louisville was dominating the game in the first half. They should have won the game. They self-destruct in the second half. That's what happened. The Wildcats got the momentum, and they rode that momentum to to the victory. And that was awesome. Loved it. Needed it. But if you play that game 10 times, I, I think Louisville probably wins six or seven of them. Okay? They're better to Kentucky. Just, they were not on that day. Now, let's look at what happened with Florida and Florida State. So I had Florida as an upset special last week, and I would stand by that one. They were right there. They were winning that game mostly in the first half. They were up 12-0. And then they let Florida State sneak back in a couple big plays. Florida State scores 10 points in the in the fourth quarter to come back from now 14-13 to win that football game. So kudos to Florida State for doing what they had to do. But against Florida, the Florida State offense only put up 224 yards and 3.9 yards per play. They were 4 for 14 on third down. And if you've watched Florida lately, guys, the last month or last six weeks since we played them, 
you know the floor defense is a train wreck. It is an absolute disaster. In Florida State, with Tate Rodemaker at quarterback, with no Jordan Travis, only put up 225 yards, 3.9 yards per play, which is abysmal against that horrific Florida defense. That is a terrible sign for Florida State. Yep, they got by Florida. Good for you. Tough game on the road. Good for you guys. Louisville's a different story. Louisville has their starting quarterback. Louisville has a good defense. They actually have a legit defense. In fact, Florida State's defense and Louisville's defense are essentially the exact same from a statistical standpoint. They both play in the ACC. Yeah, Florida State play LSU, so there's that. But statistically, very similar defenses. The difference here, Louisville's offense is just better. They're going to be able to score. They're at full strength, whereas Florida State without Jordan Travis is a different animal. They can't put up points, guys. They're not going to be able to do it. They're not going to be able to score enough points to win this football game because Jordan Travis was just a key part to what they do. He was the engine that drives that entire team, that entire offense. So yes, I do like Louisville in this football game. I think they're going to win this game. I don't want to say comfortably, but I do think they're going to win this football game. So if I'm getting points, I'm getting one and a half. I know it's not much. Yes, give me Louisville minus one and a half. And I, I mean, I think the Cardinals are going to win this football game. All right. Or Louisville plus one and a half, I should say. Louisville plus one and a half. Taking it down now. Now, SEC Championship. Let's go. The two-time defending national champions, Georgia against Alabama. The classic matchup, at least of late. All the time. It seems like this happens a lot. More than a couple of times in Atlanta. More than a couple of times. Georgia is favored by five and a half right now. It's which it started out at the week. It started out at week. three a couple of weeks when they first released the line a couple of weeks ago, and then it went to six. And now, at least in my bookie right now, it's a five and a half. All right. The point total is 54 and a half for this game. Alabama is seven and zero in Mercedes Benz Stadium. They won 16 straight games in Atlanta. So. Not a good trend. Not a good trend. No, but, but they- that won't matter this week, Charlie. Because they are facing a Georgia team on a 29-game winning streak. However, it was in this very game two years ago against Alabama that Georgia last lost a football game. So can the Tide pull the upset again? What do you think, Charlie? I I think no. I think if Georgia can take away Milrose's ability to run and... The deep pass, because that's the only ball he seems to be able to throw. If if we can take that away, like you always say, take away what they're good at, make them play left-handed, yada, yada, yada. If we oh, is can, that what I sound like? Yada, yada, yada? Pretty much. <laughs> if 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 Kirby Smart, Glenn Schumann, Muschamp can come up with a plan for that, to take that away, I think we can do well. Because Carson Beck is clearly the better quarterback in this matchup. Yeah, I think hands down. So I'm not putting this on my card, because that's wrong. You haven't done it all year, but it's not start now. I'm not supposed to say what I think. Say what you think. I you got a pick. You don't have to put it on your card. Give me a pick. I but it, the opposite always happens. I think Georgia has the ability to cover. Wow, what a, what a pick, Charlie. What I pick. don't want all to right, get all right. too excited. I, I will allow the superstition. If I will I, allow the superstition. If I don't get too excited, too invested, then I can't be as disappointed if it doesn't happen. All right, Larry Munson. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I, that's my MO also. That's how I operate. I've tried to rid myself of these habits, but yeah, I get it, Charlie, in games like this. All right, guys, let's talk about this. So yes, we we spent, what, an hour and 18 minutes breaking down this game on the preview episode, the deep dive preview. So if you have not had a chance to check that out, please check that out because I'll give you a lot more detailed thoughts. We're going deep into this game on that episode. So make sure to check that out. But I do want to give you guys some quick thoughts here before I give you my final prediction. Look, guys, I've heard from a lot of you. 
I love you guys. I do. We're all Georgia fans. We are in this together. And I know hearing from a lot of you and also living in Athens and talking to a lot of my friends around town, talking to people at work. Yeah, there are a lot of Georgia fans out there that are very nervous about this football game that are almost gun shy going into it playing Alabama. And I totally get that, guys. I get it. But let me give you some numbers. I know I talked about the total yardage margin of Georgia and Alabama on the preview episode, but I want to go a little bit deeper than that, okay? So you guys know I'm big on total yardage margin, especially this point in the year when teams have played as many games as we have. We've gone through an entire regular season. And I know it's not always apples to apples because teams have different schedules, but I think it's a pretty good indicator. It's not the be-all end-all, but it gives you a pretty good indicator of how good teams are. And it's no coincidence that the best teams in the country are typically the ones with the highest total yardage margin. So Georgia right now, we are plus 24-25 in total yardage margin. We've outgained our opponents by a total of 2,425 yards. Alabama, as I told you earlier in the week, is plus 1157. They have only outgained their opponents by 1,100. 157 yards, which is good, but it ain't Georgia, right? We've more than doubled them up there. So let me give you some more numbers here to give you a little bit more perspective, right? So Tennessee, guys, what is their total yardage margin? It's plus 1257. Texas A&M, what's their total yardage margin? Well, it's plus 1305. Ole Miss, what's their total yardage margin? It's 1002. Not quite Alabama's, but close enough, right? Louisville, we just talked about Louisville. What is Louisville's total yardage margin? Plus 1487. Now, I know they play in the ACC, not the SEC, but still, plus 1487. The other teams I mentioned, Tennessee, A&M, Ole Miss, all play in the SEC. Again, Tennessee, 1257. A&M, plus 1305. Ole Miss, plus 1002. Louisville, plus 1487. Alabama, plus 1157. If we were playing any of those other teams that I just mentioned, let me ask you guys this question. Would you be nervous? Would you be nervous if the team on the other side was Tennessee, would you be nervous if the team on the other side was Texas A&M? Would you be nervous if the team on the other side was Ole Miss or Louisville? Think about that for a second. I think the answer for almost every one of you would be no. Now, maybe you're like me and you're just nervous every game. I, mean, I was nervous against Georgia Tech, but would you be as nervous as some of you are right now going to this game if we were playing those teams and not Alabama? If the answer is no, which I think for most of you it is, then let me ask you this. Why are you nervous about playing Alabama? Because they have essentially the same or slightly worse statistical profile of all those other teams, of Tennessee, of A&M, of Ole Miss, of Louisville. Why are, why are you nervous of Alabama, about playing Alabama? Why? If you're not nervous about those other teams. I know why. We all know why. We have the scars. I know you see that name. I know you see Alabama. I know you see those classic uniforms and the numbers on the side of the helmet. I know you see old Nick Saban there on the sideline. And I know the history. You know the history. We all know the history. As Charlie mentioned, the last time we lost a football game two years ago, almost two years ago, guys, was to Alabama. I was there in Atlanta in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in that 2017, I guess 2018 national title game. Second and 26. I was there, man. 2018, I was there. 2012, I was there. I know it, guys. I know the history. I get it. And I know why you'd be more nervous playing Alabama based on history than these other teams I mentioned. But here's the thing, y'all. Bryce Young ain't walking through that door. Devontae Smith ain't walking through that door. Quinnen Williams ain't walking through that door. Derrick Henry ain't walking through that door, guys. The simple fact is, in this game, this season... In the matchup between these two teams, this Georgia team, this Alabama team, the simple fact is 
Georgia is the better football team and by a pretty damn good margin. I'm not going to read off all the stats because I did that on the previous episode. You guys can go back and check that. But again, if you line up all the biggest stats in this game, all the biggest indicators, yards for play, total offense, total defense, scoring, FEI, the efficiency numbers, passing, rushing, sacks, explosive plays, third down, red zone, all that stuff. Every single one of those categories, every single one of those matches, the Georgia offense versus the Bama defense, the Bama offense versus the Georgia defense, every single one of them favors us in this game with the exception of the Alabama red zone offense and the Georgia red zone defense. That's it for Bama, guys. Every other matchup favors us. And the one big strength they have, rushing the passer, 10th nationally, 36 sacks, three per game, we kind of neutralize that because we're so good protecting the passer. We're sixth nationally in sacks allowed. We only give up 12 all year. We had the advantage almost across the board. Now, does that necessarily mean that we will win the football game? No, it's college football. Crazy things happen. Upsets happen. The better team does not always win. But when the better team plays to their capabilities, to the level they're capable of, and they bring their A game, they win those games. And that's what's going to happen in this game, guys. If we bring our A game, we will win this football game. It doesn't matter what Alabama does if we bring our A game, like it has been for two and a half years now, three years running now. If we play to our capabilities, it doesn't matter what the other team does. It's about us because we're going to win the football game. Now, here's what I can't tell you. I can't tell you what version of Georgia shows up. But what I can tell you is that over the past three years, far more often than not, with maybe like one exception being like that last game we lost Alabama in the, in the 2021 SEC title game, in big games, we bring our best game. Whether it's Ole Miss at home, whether it's at Tennessee, whether it's the national championship game against TCU, whether it's Tennessee at home last year, whether it's national championship game against Alabama, in the biggest moments when the lights are brightest, our guys show up. We've been the better football team all year, and I don't see any reason why that should change in this game. The one thing that does concern me, if I have like a big concern, if I'm nervous, if I'm scared about anything, it's the injury situation. It's still uncertain. Kirby talked today in the press conference. He's He was very noncommittal about Ladd and Brock and, and Tate Rattledge. Now, I have a pretty good authority that, that those guys are going to play and they've been practicing. I can't tell you that for certain. That's just kind of what I've been told. We'll see how things go. And Kirby, is, you know, he's, he's not above some gamesmanship. Now, if Ladd and Brock don't play... Well, yeah, that reduces the margins. Those are two of our best players on our team, and our offense is a little bit different. And we're still really good. We have a lot of players that can that can step up and make plays, but it's not the same. And you want those guys in a game of this magnitude. I'm hopeful they can play. I believe they will play. Will they be 100? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So that would be my question in this game. That's really it for me, though, because we are the better football team. Is are they healthy? What Georgia shows up? If the Georgia that I know and love, that we all know and love, the Georgia we saw against Tennessee, the Georgia we saw against Ole Miss shows up, we're going to win this football game. And based on our track record. In recent years, in these big games, games like this, I would bet on us showing up. More often than not, that's the case, and that's be what, that would be what I would bet on this game, and that is what I will bet on in this game. I'm not going to put this one on my card for superstition purposes, like Charlie said, but I feel like we're going to win, win this football game, guys. So give me Georgia minus five and a half. In fact, give me the Georgia team total over 30 points with the caveat of Brock and Ladd don't play. Maybe I won't put that. So I'm going to watch and, and wait till game day and kind of see what's going on there. And once I get more confirmation on whether or not they're going to play, then I'll put that bet down. But if they play, I like the Georgia team total over 30 points. I like Georgia minus five and a half. I think we win this football game if we play our A game. Will we play the A game? Who knows? We'll see. We'll find out. That's why we watch these games. That's why we tune in to watch. And that's exactly what we will do this weekend. But let's freaking go. 
We need this game. I think we've probably got to win again in the playoffs. I, I still stand by what I was saying earlier this week. I think there's a shot that we get in, depending on what happens around us if we don't win. But I don't want to find out, man. Let's not even put ourselves in that position. Let's just go freaking win this football game. Let's go, Charlie. All right, so we should review, right? Yeah, let's do it. Won't take as long as it normally does. No, not this time. All right, I have Oregon minus 10 against Washington, Texas minus 15 against Oklahoma State, Tulane minus 3.5 against SMU, Troy minus 5 against the Appalachian State, and Michigan minus 22 versus Iowa. All right, on my end of things, you're right, Charlie. We don't have as many picks. I have more than you, though. So give me this week. Let's start at the top and work our way down from Friday on. Give me New Mexico State plus 11.5 at Liberty. Give me Oregon minus 10. Give me Miami of Ohio plus 8. Upsets tend to happen. Underdogs tend to win or at least cover in these MAC title games. Give me UNLV basically at home. They are at home, their home stadium, plus two and a half versus Boise State, who does not have their head coach. He's been fired. Give me SMU plus three and a half to be a Tulane team that's just been skating by of late. Give me the Troy App State under 53. I also like Troy minus five in that game, but on my car, I'm going to go under 53. Give me Michigan minus 22. Iowa is terrible. Give me Louisville plus one and a half. I like Louisville outright. I'm going to give you a little parlay in this one as well, guys. Here's a little three-lap parlay for you guys. Give me Troy, Oregon, and Louisville all straight up to win on the money line. That will pay out at plus 278 odds. I like that one, guys. Oregon, Troy, Louisville all to win straight up on the money line. Plus 278. All right, Charlie, any last parting words? Go dogs. That's exactly right, baby. All right, guys, we appreciate you, each and every one of you. It's a big one. We all know what's at stake here. So let's hunker down. I don't want to say one more time, hopefully a couple more times, but let's hunker down. Let's get this one. Appreciate you guys for being here. For Charlie, I'm Tyler. And as Charlie said, of course, as always, go dogs.